Blog Talk Radio. Recruiting Animal here on February 1st, 2017. And today, you know what? I just feel like talking a bit about the show, the show itself. It's been on the air for, you know, quite a while. And I want you to, I want to, what do I want to do? I want to ask you a question. Do you know how many times I've heard people say, my show's been on a long time. Do you know how many times I've heard people say, my husband can't stand your show? I'll tell you, I've heard it plenty of times. Not just last week, but last week too. But I've heard it five years ago or eight years ago. But you know what? Their wives dig it. Their wives like this show. And you know how many times I've heard people say, why doesn't he stop shouting? I have two little kids at home. Why do I have to listen to him shout too? Or the recruiting animal doesn't know anything. He's always interrupting people. Why does he have to do all those ads? Oh, Jerry is the only good thing on the show. If it wasn't for Jerry, I wouldn't listen. Oh, or, or Jerry's too aggressive. He's scaring away the women callers. Yeah, the show is entertaining, but I don't learn anything. Why is Maureen there? Why is she always whispering? You know what? I don't know why she whispers. Maybe that's how she learned to read, okay? I'm not responsible for everything, but I want to ask you something. What other show invites you to say all that stuff out loud? Come on, not many. Who? Probably nobody. And you know why? Because most people don't want to live the the recruiting animal way. They want you to tell them that you like them, even, even if you don't, right? But people don't do that here. You know why? Because there's one show where no one asks you to nod your head and agree. And if you doubt me, why not ask Jerry? Jerry, what show is this? Well, you know what? I don't know if we're going to have a show today. <laughs> that software's not working again. Let me see. Jerry, can I make Jerry shout? No. And it's 619, area code 619. You're the only person I can see. Can you hear me? <laughs> I can hear you. I, I, yeah. I can oh, hear you. Oh, Kathy? Yeah. You're the only one. You're the only one here. I can't. I can't see the guest. Where's the uh, guest? Who's on? I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try to revive. <laughs> you know, I pay these guys. I paid them for years on end. How come they can't make a platform where I know for sure that I can do my show? I don't Nobody know. Nobody here. Just you. To it. How, how did you get in? I just called in like I normally do. Oh, okay, um, Michael well. Cox is on, but probably muted. No, no. I see. But I can't even see him. You see, I'm supposed to be able to see the people. Right. Who, who who are here, right? But the software, the platform's not working. 
Should we hang up now? No, don't hang up. Hey, Maybe you okay. are, you want to be the guest. Maybe you want to be the guest because I don't have a guest. And, you know, I did a lot of research on this guest because Maureen signed me up with a guy. Hey, hey, here it is. Okay. Let's see. Oh, yeah. Finally, these guys, they're robbing me. Blog Talk Richard, Radio. Richard Scared is listening. Okay, everybody's Jerry, listening. Okay. Jerry's on. Okay. Yeah, okay. Jerry, are you ready for the shout or should I play the, roll the tape? Hey. You ready, Jerry? Hey, can you hear uh, me? Man. Jerry. I'm not Jerry, doing it. Do no. The it. whole okay. flow is off here. Okay. No. Jerry. Jerry! What show is this? The recruiting animal. That is a good shot. That's classic stuff right there. It's great. Um, it is great. That's great. And I'm not going to disagree with you today. That's great. Before we get going, I want to thank our sponsors, Marty Snyder and PC Recruiter and Nin Tran and Hire Tool. They're back in the new year. And I'd like to tell you something about PC Recruiter right off the bat, but let me ask you something, Jerry. Is there anything Don't you ask me who I use for ATS. Don't okay, do that. I won't. I won't, but I'm going to talk to everybody else about my sponsor, okay? Maybe, okay. I don't know if this is a good time or a bad time. You know, they've been waiting for me. Should I just go straight to the show, or should I do an ad right now? Uh, it's iffy. It's iffy. I, I don't know I'm if I start selling out I'm right off the bat. I'm going to do an ad. You got no traction yet, man. Just yet, yeah, but why don't you let me just get going, okay? Don't stop me now, okay? Look, right. every week on my Facebook group, people are asking, how do I judge an applicant tracking system? How can I tell if this one's for me? I'm so confused, you know? But I'm going to tell you, if you're living in England, in London, England, there's a show today and tomorrow. It's called the Recruitment Agency Expo. And you know who you can meet there? You know who you can meet? Bill Kubitschek. Bill Kubitschek. Yeah, you know who he is? He's the VP no. of Marketing over at P. Recruiter, and you can ask him those questions and tell him when you're talking mm. to him face to face. Say, Look, I'm going to report back to the people on the recruiting animal show, so you better treat me well, okay? Because I'm going to tell on you. And not mm-hmm. only that, here's, yeah, here's a special. Uh, I'll, 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 we'll go through it fast now. PC Recruiter's integration partners are there already. And according to Marty Snyder, the boss of PC Recruiter, your success on your ATS depends as much on the integration partners mm. as it does on the ATS itself. So all his buddies are there from Hireable and Text Kernel and Broadbean and Logic Melon and Ring Central. Boy, oh boy, that sounds like a party to me. So if you're in London, you got the vendor and the partners all there at the same time. But if you're not, you can still check them out at PCRecruiter.net. PCRecruiter.net. And you know what? PC Recruiter loves you. Okay, there we go. What happens okay, if you go to PCRecruiter.com? Uh, I can't get through. <laughs> I can't get through. Come and, on, and Marty. I can't, it's absurd. You'll, you'll, hear a, absurd. you'll hear an ad for the Recruiting Animal Show. Oh, yeah, that would be good. 
Good one. Good one. <laughs> that would be good. That's how oh. it takes us back. Okay, okay, animal. So let me see if the guest is here today. I'm not sure how to say his name. Raghav Singh. Is that correct? Guest, come on. You better be here. Well, let's assume it's correct and go from there. Well, maybe he'd answer me. Maybe oh, I said it wrong. Oh, 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 Ra- hello? Raghav Singh. Are you here? I'm here. Okay, I'm well, let's liven it up, okay? This is not a show where you fall asleep. <laughs> Nap time at Raghav's place. Tell you what. Hello? Yeah. All right, can you hear me? me? Yeah, I can yes, hear I you. I can hear you. I can hear right. you. Okay. All right. Raghav, Raghav Singh, wake up, okay? Now, Raghav, you live in Minneapolis, right? Yes, I do. Okay, didn't the President of the United States just pass a rule that you have to know the song for the Mary Tyler Moore show before they'll let you live in Minneapolis? Exactly. You know, we've got a um, memorial to her and, well, actually it was before she was created, before she died. So, yeah, so, Uh yep, this is Mary Tyler Moore's The Town. We're going to sing, we're going to sing a little of that right now. You ready? Oh, no. Oh, no, you, you know the words? I'll start. I'll count to three, and then we'll just go. Just a little bit. Everybody must know it who's over 30, okay? I don't know One, it. two, three. Who can light the world up with her smile? Anybody else? Come on. Who can take a lucky break? Come on. And suddenly make it all seem worthwhile. Come on, Rakav. No. I'm trying. Because it's you, Rakav, you should know it. Okay, uh, I got a lot of deadbeats yeah. on this show. Raghav, you know what? Yeah. Maureen signed you up to be the guest. And when I asked he her did. why, she said, I can't remember. Okay, so <laughs> why are you here? Why are you here? What do you do? Oh, I do all kinds of things. I, You know, I work in recruiting. I build products. I write. I speak. You tell me. I do it all. Okay, oh, well, right. I've read all your articles. You just wrote one on immigration, and you said there's a problem with immigration in the United States because you are critically short of healthcare workers, engineering people, uh, people in skilled trades. And the immigration policy here in Canada is targeted to favor those people, but the United States doesn't have any special means of selection. So what are we hearing all the time about these visa guys from India? What's the story with them? Are they needed? Are they important to the IT industry, or are they taking jobs away from American uh, programmers? What's going on there? Well, let's uh, just start with the thing that most people, well, not most, but a lot of people like to think about is that they're taking jobs away. And no, that's something of a, you know, a fallacy, because if it was true, there'd be attorney generals all over the place who'd be building their careers on suing companies who... uh, you know, who do that sort of thing. So that is something of an urban legend. I mean, first of all, there's not enough of them to really make a big difference, meaning that, you know, there's probably in any given year 50,000, 60,000, actually less than that. There's only about, uh, you know, so many visas that you can get out for these kind of things who show up to do that kind of work. Every single one of them seems to have my email address. So they're very yeah. good at that. Yeah. I mean, it would appear yeah, that there are 50 million. Yeah, that a lot of them do. Yeah. But the reality Something to knock it off. The reality is that, look, 
for a lot of these guys, there isn't exactly a shortage of places for them to find work, whether it's in Europe or whether it's in Singapore or Australia or something like that. And given the kind of money they can make, yes, they want to come to America. But more often than not, what they're bringing is skills that you can't find somebody local to do. They're not, you know, the other cases where someone they replaced somebody who was here. Yeah, but it's not as wide as well, people would like to think Well, you're taking a long time to get that answer. Anybody want to take a yeah. to task on that? Anybody think yeah, that, no, you know, I don't want to guys are really task. unnecessary? I agree with him. Um, for the skill sets that I was recruiting for at Deloitte, like Fusion and Workday, and AWS, I mean MWS, excuse me, um, MSW, sorry. Yeah, um, MSW. Uh, the Indian population was the population that had that skill set, and we would search wherever we could within the U.S., but more often than not, you know, the Indians are ahead of us, I think, technologically within those skill sets. Okay, so, so these people are needed. I'm going to move on. Yeah. You say, yeah. you say, you say a third of Americans prefer text to voice calls. What's the best method of first contact for a recruiter who's cold calling, you know, or making cold contacts with new people he or she doesn't know? What's the best method? You said they like text. Can you use text as a first method of contact? Yeah, assuming, of course, that you, you know, you know a number to reach out to. I think what I'm seeing more and more is that if you can reach out to somebody through a social network, you know, which mainly means Facebook for them, you know, you're more likely to get a response because, well, everyone's there, and even though people don't know it, you know, you can certainly, they've all got a, so you can sort of so figure out what So what you're saying, Oban, what you're saying is, Social media is the best place to make contact with potential recruits. Nobody else is going to it's agree the, with you here. Um, no, I would, you know, what I would say is that it's not being used nearly as much. You're more likely to reach them. Text has the advantage that it's hard to ignore. You know, it's right in your face. It pops up. The inclination is to respond to it. But text assumes that you can get a number that where you can text it to, which is by no means easy to do. Excellent Someone point. You know, I was me if I've got glad it you got there. Yeah. 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 Okay. But you know but what? Text is There's never a, people. quote, first touch uh, opportunity because you usually have to get in touch with the person to get their phone and text number. Yeah. Okay. Like yeah. Phase but, two. But he, phase two. Jerry, he's saying he's saying get in touch with people on Facebook is the best way for first contact. Mm-hmm. I've never heard anybody say that, I don't, and I don't believe it's true. Yeah, I don't think Facebook is. No. I think LinkedIn was. I mean, Michael G. Cox. <laughs> Michael G. Cox, you have an opinion? Uh, I, I don't think that uh, text is a good first step. Uh, maybe a call or email, and then a text leading off with, "Hey, I just." called you. What about but, Facebook? What about Facebook? Oh. No, that's no. not a Okay, first. I'm moving on. I'm moving on. I'm just I'm moving on. With Maureen, you know, set you up here. There must be something uh, worthwhile here that we can discuss. You say you bet. Three, qu- three quarters of hiring managers have reported that they hire candidates primarily because they had personalities similar to their own. 
75% say they'll hire somebody on the basis of personality. He or she is like me, right? And then you said that a study of major investment banks, consulting firms, and law firms found that many candidates are hired because they share leisure pursuits with the hiring manager. So your right. advice to job hunters is to put your hobbies on the resume. Don't leave that off. But this is amazing. Do you believe that's true? Or you, you know, I mean, you're reading it in, in some article. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, see, that wasn't my opinion. I forget the exact reference. It's in the article, I think. But there was someone who did, whoever wrote the or did the study, found that. In fact, I remember the specific quote from the uh, the book of the, what, I think it was an article that she did. Yeah, written. yeah, yeah, get to the point. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I totally believe. Yeah, I totally think that, you know, you've got to make a, you know, a connection on something other than just here's why I'm qualified kind of thing. I think the more social connections you make, the more connections in other respects, the closer you're going to get to the hiring manager. Okay. Who's on the line who wants to talk about this? Anybody, you know, they're candidates, they know they got hired because they play golf or because they like to scuba dive or, you know, uh, or their personalities jive. Well, anybody want to talk about that? As opposed to technical skills alone. I don't agree. I mean, Not, again, I don't want to take over talking here, but go ahead. with us. Nobody else wants with, to say anything. You're the only one with guts. Uh, <laughs> with us, the only thing that mattered was we didn't care what they looked like, what their hobbies were, anything. It was the skill set. That's it, period. Well, i got to tell you something. I went to a, an unconference here, and there was a guy from Deloitte, local office, and he said yeah. when they're hiring um, consultants straight out of university, they look mm-hmm. at all of their Facebook pages to see what kind of people they are. Well, that's, 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 for, that's for on-site consulting where they're having to interact and do sales and things with the hiring manager. But for the type of skill sets we're looking for, these people are in the back. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So those guys, uh, those guys you were talking about with the MSW programming experience, you don't care if they've got a personality. You just want them no. to code. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. There's a big difference between those kind of jobs and what I was writing there. Right. Is that there is. hiring managers want people that they can get along with? I mean, if you haven't got chemistry, frankly, this isn't going to work. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Okay, so what else do you say? Social media reveals personality. Now, everybody was talking after one of the source cons about crystal nose. I checked it out. It looks like astrology reports to me. But you say that social media postings reveal all kinds of information about you that you don't really want to share with the public. It can reveal oh, yeah. your sexual orientation, your political views, your ethnic background, whether you're a smoker, a drinker, uh, a drug user, uh, whether, you know, they can base it just looking at your Facebook likes. They can tell about your emotional stability <laughs> and intelligence. Uh, and uh, also, that's not even to mention, you know, these uh, big five personality traits, extroversion, agreeableness, yeah. neuroticism, conscientiousness, openness. The, all this kind of stuff can be gathered from your social media imprint. Is that true? Mm-hmm. Now, why, now, I it's, told you, I saw this crystal nose. It was garbage. Sorry, everybody who likes it. I didn't like it. So why do you believe that this is true? Well, 
first of all, there is research on this that shows that it is. But let me just add one thing to that, is that all the stuff that I mentioned is indicative, meaning that what people have seen is that you can get it right about 70-80% of the time, which is pretty large, but there's still a lot of room for getting a false positive or a false negative. But it can certainly be very indicative of the kind of person someone is based on what they've posted and what they've liked and disliked. Okay, but your argument in other articles, you say, or even in this article, you say that artificial intelligence can help recruiters and hiring managers most in the selection of the candidates, and you offer this as your proof. You know, this AI, it can go through the person's imprint and tell you, you know, whether you're going to like them or not or all this stuff. It can make a decision pretty well for you. Now you're backing away from what you said. Am I right about that? No, it's not. There's not a contradiction there. See, AI is essentially a way of automating a lot of decision-making today. It can use, I mean, not to get too complicated, but it can put weights on small things which a person may ignore because they just didn't take the time to think it through. And it'll be much more consistent, especially for jobs which are pretty cut and dried. I mean, the MSW programmer comes to mind, that sort of thing. A lot of jobs where it's a limited skill set or a very focused skill set. AI can do a much better job of getting somebody or figuring out who's a good candidate for this than, say, a person can do because it doesn't bring in biases and all that. Now, having said that, we're still early days here. We've got a long ways to go with AI. But what okay, we're so seeing how, is that it ways, will make better decisions. When you say long ways, when you say long, you know what? On this show, maybe you never listen, but we like concrete specifics, not airy-fairy sure. stuff, Okay. Well, when you say it's a long way, what does that mean? Ten years? Five years? Because you're, uh, you're always saying on these other things, you say, look out, recruiters, you're going to be replaced because, uh, you know, it's uh, demanding employers, recruiting demands a lot more skills than it used to. If you don't keep up, you're going to oh, be yeah. out. And now now you're saying, oh, well, yeah, it sounds great, but it's really pie in the sky for the time being. Am I right? No, it's not pie in the sky, meaning that it's, you know, we're probably talking, you know, three to five years at the most. You can already see it happening now. I mean, I was literally in a conversation yesterday with a company that wants to build some screening tools using their own assessments and AI to do high-volume screening and decision-making on recruiting, you know, at a low cost. So a lot of this stuff, it depends on the kind of job that is. I mean, if you're expecting that, say, if it's It's high-level job, that's going to take a while. Yeah, I want to have a conversation with a machine. Yeah. Well, hold on. He says as well, Alan, he says that there's voice software now uh, that can talk to you in 23 languages, and there's going to be chat boxes on career sites and they'll talk to you. And not only that, they can ask follow-up questions. At least that's what I, I think he Say, said. Well, Robert. sure. And, and you know what it's going to be? It's going to be just like when you call tech support for Dell, Verizon, whatever, and the person has a decision tree, and all it is is the next yeah. question, the next question. They can't get down to the actual issue and really help you. And word is going to get out amongst the candidate pool. I've had this talk with a lot of people. So good luck to all the companies that want to do it because what it what will eventually do – is it'll bring everything down to the lowest common denominator, and those companies can have the 80% of mediocre people. 
I agree 100%. Thank you very much for saying that. I could not agree more. Many cases for a lot of jobs, you know, let's say the call center, let's say some kind of a a lot of food service job, they don't need a lot of engagement or a lot of deep screening to get this done. And let me just add one thing. The reason I wrote that particular piece, um, the work that Amazon's done with Alexa, what they're finding is that a significant number of people, something like 20% of the people who buy an Alexa product, aren't using it to listen to music or buy stuff or Amazon or something. They're just using it to have a conversation. Because what is Alexa? Let them explain for everybody what Alexa is first. I don't know how many people know what he's talking about. I don't. Okay. Alexa, yeah, sorry, I assume that was the case. You want to do it or do you want me to do it? You do it. Okay. Well, Alexa is the technology in, I mean, it's like Siri, but it is more advanced than Siri. You can use it to, the, tech, the stuff that Amazon has built, you know, you can use it to listen to music of Amazon, order stuff of Amazon, you know, get questions answered, all that, all that good stuff. But what they're finding is that, and yes, if you, you know, you plug in stuff in your home that's Alexa connected, you can turn on the lights and adjust the temperature, all that good stuff. But what people are, what they're finding is that a lot of people, it's not a significant, insignificant number, are using Amazon's products that have Alexa in them just to have a conversation, just to have somebody to really? talk to. Where in the cars? Lonely, really lonely people. I mean, there's, yeah, there's no, yeah. you know, I don't think so, Kathy. You know, not everybody is good to talk to. Go ahead. Where do they use this? I want to know. In the washroom, in the car, when? You know, you can use it that you can get a, I think Amazon's got like three, four products that are different shapes and size, sizes of speakers and all, which you can, you know, which have Alexa built into them. And I think I saw that they've just, uh, it's going to be on the next generation of Android phones or it's already coming out or something like that. And it, and it answers you back. it's going to be more and more common. It answers you back. It says, I like you, Ragav. Oh, yeah, you are right. Is that what it, it does? I mean, uh yeah, a little more than that, and it is continuing to develop, meaning that, you know, you probably can't have the conversation like the kind we are having, but if someone's uh-huh. very lonely, you can have some kind of a conversation with it. And by the way, this isn't exactly something that's new. If you look at what so a lot of the work the Japanese have done with robots that interact with people <laughs> and all that, that can respond to people's emotions, you can see we are heading that way. We are Animal. heading in that same direction. Yeah, yeah. Alan really quick, r- really quick response on this. So basically, what you're telling me, Raghav, is, is what what it's going to come down to is if I know that somebody is a utilizer of Alexa, then that is a yeah. lonely potential serial killer. And I and, and if they're and if I find out they are, then what you know I'm going to do is he's I'm going to I'm going to exclude them. Yeah, I got. I'll come back to that because he's got other you know, ways of detecting uh, people you know, who are ready to go. Go ahead. It's funny go that ahead, you mentioned Mark. that reference. There was a news story just a few weeks ago where <laughs> Alexa has recorded something from someone who potentially has committed some. I don't know what exactly the crime was, and the the you know the police or the FBI are trying to get Amazon to release what they know, and they haven't done it yet, or something yeah. like that. But well, yeah, so you can probably find out some when very you're using interesting this Alexa, things. It's not personal. It's not private. Oh, yeah. boy, that's terrible. Can I okay, analyze everybody, I got it. 
Ellen Poe poem or, or have esoteric okay, I've got to do an ad. I have to do an ad. Please, okay. please, let me do an ad, okay? Hey, hey everybody. I want to tell you about a new hot sourcing tool. And, in fact, the stuff that Raghav talks about in his articles about how recruiting is going to be automated in the future, Hire Tool is halfway there already because that's what I want to talk to you about. Hire Tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L. It's hard to spell. That's why I'm spelling it for you. Look, I was on the Boolean Strings chat. I go to that sometimes. It's pretty good. And the people there were saying that this hire tool is really good at finding contact information. So I thought that's what it was for, right? But I was wrong. Sometimes I'm wrong. It's an all-round sourcing tool. It creates strings that help you search Facebook, LinkedIn, and GitHub, and then it ranks the people you find against your search terms. You come up in a list telling you who's closest and who's farthest away. It estimates their salaries for you, and there's a free Chrome extension. But if you want to do a demo, go to HireTool.com. HireTool.com. And you know what? The COO there, he's the guy who likes this show. He's probably listening right now. His name is Nintran, N-I-N-H-T-R-A-N. He's the COO, and he's a member of all the recruiting groups on Facebook. Mine, RecruitingTricks.com. That's how you can get there. Jerry's, uh, recruiters who actually make placements. Maureen's, Sorcerers Unleashed, uh, Secret Sorcerers. I think he's got his own community as well. I can't remember the name. But anyway, that's who I want you to check out this time. HireTool.com. Okay. Okay, I'm back. I'm back. What did I miss? Uh, <laughs> you know what, Jerry? We we thought you were still here. <laughs> I, I was just uh, getting a bowl of pheasant corn chowder. Pheasant corn chowder. Okay. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, yeah, now, now, you, you know what? Okay. He's, he, now he's got something interesting to say about uh, – American education. I don't know if I should get into this, but he said the American government spends 35, how much was it? 35 billion, billion. dollars a year on yeah. this Pell Grant? 35 billion dollars a year they 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 spend uh to help low-income people go to university or college, right? And 40% of the recipients ne- never graduate, right? And 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 they neglect there's no skilled tradespeople, and all of the tradespeople are going to be retiring. The average age is 56. In five years, they're all going to be gone because it's demanding uh, physically. They can't stay on past their retirement age. It's a huge market for recruiters. Am I right about that, Raghav? Yes. It's also obviously a huge challenge because there's not a lot of people who want to do that kind of work. I mean, realistically, how many of us, have ever, I mean, I certainly haven't, but how many of us have really ever filled those kind of jobs? Uh, you know what? I've worked them, and they're hard. To, they're, they're really hard to find people. And when you find them, you can't move them either. They stay where they yeah. are for 10 or 20 years. I don't know why. Yeah, that's the challenge. And, you know, we've created a, I mean, this is not an indictment of anybody in particular, but a sort of a culture where that kind of work is, Looked down on, sneered upon, you know, all that sort of thing. I mean, I'm just being blunt here, that a lot of people do not. Even if you can make much better money doing that kind of work, you people, kids would rather work as a barista or something than do that kind of work. 
Okay, and we're talking about welders, electricians, uh, machinists, things like that, right? Plumbers. All that, yeah. Those are the jobs. Skill trades. Okay. Now, you said there's 30,000 unfilled truck driving jobs. I know that's a very active recruiting sector, even though mm-hmm. it's going to be 20 years that won't be existing anymore because everything will be automated, right? Yeah. Okay, but right now, that's a, that's a good market. So is anybody, have you ever heard of any recruiters who are successful in the skilled trades market? Personally, no, because, you know, frankly, I've never really had to do much with that particular group. I mean, you know, I've okay, moving worked on. with companies moving which on. have done that. Moving on, not moving on, moving on. Brenda Lepic was re- successful in those trades. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, Brenda, if you're listening, you should call in. She never calls in, but she listens sometimes. Okay, you said, you pointed out in one of your articles that Randstad bought Monster for $429 million, whereas uh-huh. Microsoft bought, bought LinkedIn for $26 billion. Why the big difference? They both got resumes on them, essentially. Well, a lot of it, if you read that article, is not... Uh Monster has, I mean, all of us know this, kind of lost the cachet that it had. I mean, you know, you talk to, you'll see all kinds of snide remarks and things. Well, you know, mo, you know, there's two resumes on Monster and who uses job boards and all that stuff. And realistically, when you think about it, what has Monster done in the last 10 years? I mean, somebody tell me. that is the one thing that came out from Monster that, strikes you as, wow, that was something cool. That was so great. Zero. Maybe they've done it. I have no idea what that is. I can't think of even one example in the last 10 years that they've done something. And they, when you look at cool what commercial. Microsoft's plans for LinkedIn are potentially, you know, to integrate it with, I mean, they're obviously going to integrate it with Office Suite and all that stuff. There's clearly I'm just tell way you more why. potential. I'm going to tell you the difference. The difference is you can see resumes for nothing still on LinkedIn, and you can't. Yeah. You could never see them for nothing on Monster. That's the difference. And you also think that LinkedIn is becoming popular or more popular because it's it's like Facebook. You can post any kind of garbage there now. It's becoming a real social site. But you think that is you think that garbage is garbage. You don't like that stuff, right? You're right. I don't. You know, it's uh, it's if you look at what when I look at what's in my you know on on LinkedIn these days, I mean I've got it's everything from people I've seen postings of people selling cars and furniture to you know talking about their pets and I mean I you know I don't mean to be you know be insensitive but you know people talking about you know I've got a relative who's sick and all well I mean that's terrible but this isn't the place for it. I mean, at yeah, least I don't think second. this is the place is that, for it. That That's what you got so Facebook for. That, yeah, is that good for LinkedIn or not to have all that stuff, all that conversation? I think it distracts from a person's message on LinkedIn, which is that this is a professional site. And speaking as a recruiter, if I see somebody's profile and I see a lot of this stuff, However personal it might be, it's a distraction. I mean, someone, uh-huh. you know, you know disagrees with me think, here. I don't know. There's a lot of people who post articles there. There's been recruiters on this show who said they get business by posting articles on LinkedIn. I'm articles shocked. are different. Think- articles are different. I think articles are different. If you're posting stuff about, you know, I've got something for sale and this is what happened to my, 
you know, my niece and that happened, you know, I went here on vacation and stuff. That is not relevant in that context. Okay, but I always think most people ignore that stuff. I might be wrong. I think their recruiters are really just interested in the profiles. So I don't know if all that garbage really influences it. Jerry, I don't know if he's asleep or still here or getting another sandwich, but he used to complain all the time about still here. all this stuff. You, 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 you always complained once they, once they opened up their publishing, you said it was a negative, but it didn't stop you from using the site. Am I right? No, it didn't stop me from using the site, but it is, I mean, I do find a lot of this stuff to be a distraction when I'm looking for Okay, you, know, you looking said that people. already. I was asking Jerry. I was asking yeah. Jerry. Can you hear me? Okay. Now, can no, you I hear me? Word you said. Yeah, I can, can hear you, hear you now. Gosh. Now, what's the deal here? He talked over you. What could I do? Okay. Nobody talked over We're me. Finished with, okay. Rakov. Am I saying your name right? You are. That's okay. surprising. Here's a question for you. Where do you find employees for testimonials? This is what I wondered when I read this article by you. You gave a, you like giving numbers, okay? And you say only 40% of, of employees can explain what their employers do or what the company goals are. Well, only 40% can say what their employers do. Less than that can't 30%. Be true. <laughs> Let me finish. He says, Let "Where do you get the numbers?" Where? Okay, tell him. Answer the question, Rakov. Where'd you get that number? Um, I don't. You know, if you go to my articles, I always cite where I got a number. I mean, none of this stuff is an opinion. I always cite where I got it. That one, I don't. You know, recall I can get it for you. I've got the URL. I've got the yeah. URL. You go straight yeah. to the page. But I'm not interested. I just want to give the rest of the numbers. You say less than 30% of employees report that they are being communicated with, listened to, and kept in the loop by the leadership. Only 17% uh, rate the communications from management highly. So you've got a ton of people who are disconnected, but maybe it's only a, a large minority. Is where do, But I, when I read it, I thought, look, if, if these people don't even know what their employer does, where are you going to find all these people to go out and say that their company's great? Because everyone's always telling you to get these endorsements from your own people. Is that a problem? It is a problem. Um, you know, I think when you see endorsements, it's typically a very small, dedicated group of people. It's not a representative sample by any means. I mean, in any company, you're going to find people who, who love the place and you know, some people who hate the place, and there's this huge mass in the middle, which... Isn't you know doesn't really care a whole lot. They're there for till they need it, till they can find something better. So okay. finding endorsements isn't that hard. Okay, but so but when when you when you go to a, a career site then and you see this video with someone saying how great it is there, uh, if you just take it at face value, you're a sucker. That's what it sounds like to me. This is an advertisement. They're trying to manipulate you. That's what you're saying. Am I right? If you take it at face well, you're not necessarily a sucker, but you have to know that this was an orchestrated, you know, this is something that was scripted. You know, it's kind of like a reality show. You know perfectly well that there's, it's not a whole lot of reality here. Yeah, there's a new reality. Somebody wrote, somebody wrote what, was so, what was being shown. Yeah, who's that girl who, uh, Mariah Carey? who did that bad show on New Year's Eve, she's, she's got a reality show, and the guy said the scripting, I mean, it's so obviously not real. 
Uh, she broke up with her fiance and started up with one of her dancers. Uh, and they say that you know, there's a, it's a script. They're, they're, it's not. It's not reality. Okay. And and we're we're saying here on the recruiting animal show that the okay. testimonials, the structure of the you know this so fantastic presentation about our company, those aren't really true either. They are slanted. And I call that well, anyone who just falls for it a sucker. Okay, I'm moving on. Anybody got any questions? Questions? No? Okay. Man, you're getting you no traction to... today, man. Sorry. Uh, 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 sorry. He's got <sighs> different topics than we usually talk about. We don't usually talk about education. We don't talk about uh, immigration. These are different topics. He's not. A, uh, we're talking about nitty-gritty recruiting. He's talking yeah, about strategic stuff, okay? Like, strategic, for instance... Yeah. He says recruiters, Jerry, are going to okay. have to get used to hiring old people. You tell us that you do that already, right? Yeah, I, matter of fact, I, I just hesitated to uh, call one of my candidates because he's probably taking a nap. The dude's like, uh, I think, 75 years old. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> and that's that's one of the things that Ragov says. He said well, the employers are going to have to accommodate the uh, you know special physical needs. <laughs> this guy got his degree in workers. He got his degree in 1966. Really? How old, wow. how old did that make this dude? I don't know. Uh, Twenty. We should be over forty. Over forty. Seventy-five. Yeah. He must have been born in 1945. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, my, husband, old my husband. Old people. Hey, my husband's going to be 68, <laughs> and he runs. Dogs and he lifts weights and he surfs and yeah okay so he's not Joe Blow regular beefcake your yeah. husband's special got it. your husband chances are this guy is not Joe. a beefcake that I'm talking about special well okay you know now, don't don't judge on age you know that he could be so, awesome look look wait a second yeah but Kathy out, I hire old people I don't discriminate Rug the up. people I hire are old people that's what I'm saying um, Rug up wrote an article. He said, look, he said in Italy, 40% of Italian men over 40, they're single and they're living with their parents. In Germany, 25% of all men think the ideal family size is zero, right? And in the United States, more than half of all people over 16, that's not a fair age. Half of all people over 16 are single. <laughs> I don't, what do you expect when you're 17 years old and they're in the group? But there's a lot of single people. So there's, the workforce is not going to be growing, which means you're going to have to hire older people. That's, that's what he says. And, and is that a special challenge for recruiters uh, at RAGAV, working with uh, geezers? It is a challenge because if there is – well, there is still very much ageism. You know, you know when you hear comments like, I'd like to see a guy who's got a longer runaway and things like that, you know that there is definitely a bias, I mean, some areas more than others, to against people who are older. I think we're going to have to come to terms with that. Yeah, there yeah, aren't no, enough you know what? People yeah, there. Uh, you know, that's not a good answer. That's just a yeah, true answer. Yeah, there's bias. But is there any? Is that the only bias? I mean, what you're saying is everybody's going to have to come face to face with the fact that they have to hire old people. Uh, so uh, this well, not only bias that, is animal, just going to go uh, out the Jerry, window. I have a question. Jerry, do, do you yeah. find that there's a problem with your older candidates being re- able to report to a younger hiring manager? Uh, I'm not aware of any of that. <laughs> 
No. I've read that that can cause a lot of problems in an organization because the old people resent the young people Mm -hmm. and they become bitchy and and it it breeds uh, a lack of uh, cohesion in in the company. My my customers are old people too. (laughs) Very geezery marketplace half the time. But the other half of the time, I mean, I'm hiring um, web developers for a customer and they're part of that young, hip, crowd, you know, so Kathy, it's, I mean, it, it Kathy, goes across the board, me, but I don't run into ageism. Yeah, but, but Kathy, he's hiring people who are working on legacy systems. There's nobody else except old people who remember how to work on them. That's why right. he's in that market, right? But I'm all, okay. I'm in that market and the brand new stuff, too, Animal. So. Yeah, okay, I'm not trying to uh, distort your image, Jerry. Please don't worry about that. Okay. Hey, now, now I don't need to sit here and take this crap from you. I'm when I volunteer, I'm using you as an example. You're a man of the future. I volunteer my time for this show. Are you Everybody standing here? Everybody in the world is going to be recruiting old people soon. Sorry, does someone want to say something? Go ahead. I think. Wah, 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 wah. I just think Jerry's standing. He's not sitting down. Okay. I'm sitting down. Okay. Now, now Ragav. Well, actually, let me do another. Let me do another ad. But what I'm going to talk about, Ragav, oh, is right. the uh, is the automation of sourcing data. That's one of your uh, big topics. Okay. But first, I'm yeah. going to do my number two ad. I'm going to do my number two. Just give me a few seconds. I'm going to do my number two ad for PC Recruiter. Martin Snyder. He's the boss over at PC Recruiter. And you know what? He's got a bunch of favorite sayings. And he says them over and over again, and I want to share some of them with you today. Number one, if you pick up a rock anywhere in the world, you're going to find PC Recruiter under it. Now, I told him I've got my doubts about that imagery, but he likes it because it tells you the PC Recruiter is everywhere. They've got clients everywhere, everywhere in the recruiting world. And the second one he likes is PC Recruiter is a Swiss Army knife of recruiting software because it does everything. If you want to open a beer, there's a bottle opener. If you want to eat a hot dog, there's a fork. It doesn't matter what kind of recruiting you're in. PC Recruiter has a software for you. And, you know, it doesn't matter. Oh, boy, what else doesn't it matter? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just being spontaneous. I personally like the little phrase, PC Recruiter loves you because it does love every kind of recruiter. It's very versatile. That's its strength. So go check it out at PCRecruiter.net. What was that, Jerry? PCRecruiter.net. Thank you. Okay, now, Ragav, I want you to be a little peppier on this because Jerry already told me he doesn't like the show. And Jerry is my (laughs) bellwether for my audience, okay? When he groans, the audience groans. Now, okay. you said you you said that artificial intelligence can aggregate data from a large number of sources automatically to identify candidate pools for particular jobs, and they do it way better than any human sourcer can do it. And so all of a sudden, the recruiter or the sourcer, they've got a much narrower field to start off with. Is that right? Not is you know the biggest benefit artificial intelligence can bring us and or is bringing us in the short term and that's pretty much immediate is doing exactly what i wrote there looking at lots of vast data pools social media you know 
things that people resume pile pools, all that sort of thing, deciding who's a good fit based on current employees that have succeeded, performance data and all that, and pulling it together to tell you, here's a short list of people you should be targeting. Here's the kind of people who are most likely to respond if you reach out to them. I mean, I can give but you some very interesting now. examples. That's a still a fantasy. It's still a fantasy. Is that right? No, you're starting to see it more and more. You're starting to see it that the data is there to be able to do this. I mean, I don't have, you know, we don't have a lot of case studies and all, but there are certainly companies which are starting to pull all that data together to get it down to the kind of candidate pools that they want. I mean, you're going to see it more and more. And it's, you know, the technology is there to do it today. I mean, this isn't something okay. like, you know, this is way out in the future or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it sounds like it's way out in the future to me, because here's what you say. You say that this AI can study the purchasing manager's index. I don't know what that is, but it can look at the, I guess it's is it some kind of stock, uh, uh, stock indicator. It can look at the stock market, and it can predict <laughs> when people are going to be ready to leave their jobs. Is that true? Yeah, I mean, see, that isn't exactly something new. You know, if you even, you know, 20 years ago, if you had looked at that data, you know, you could do these calculations yourself. I mean, it would take a long time, but you today we can automate almost all of it and do it in, you know, f you know, fractions of a second in some cases to pull together data from a lot of sources and spit out a list of people who might potentially be able to who should be targeted for particular jobs? I mean, as long as their you know, as long as their profile, as long as the data that that person has put out on the internet is applicable or even out there, what if they just use it as a political rant? Then you're never oh. going to see a good person. Oh, absolutely. See, that is exactly it. Is that if someone can use that data to try to recruit people? Obviously, there's the potential for somebody to position themselves as other than what they are. I mean, I mean Raghav, know, let me ask you this question. Let me, and yeah. I agree with you, so let me ask you this question. Your mm -hmm. a, what, what would your AI say about Animal, that he's a completely nice guy and, and that he should be hired? Or I'm waiting for Jerry to chime in here. Um, yeah, okay. You know, let's get to some real questions. We're almost out of time. Uh, uh, this is show, the point of this show is, to me, that all this stuff is still pretty airy-fairy. All this AI stuff, it's kind of like what Alan, I'm agreeing with Alan Fleur, that, oh you know, it's, it's, you got the chat box that isn't very interesting. Uh, in fact, the most well, interesting thing that I heard today so far is that people are talking to their series, uh, you know, and having conversations, and that the government is spying on them. Oh, boy, that, that's a little, you know, that, the last one was a knockout punch for me. Because I would like to talk to a, a machine rather than people most of the time. But anyway, hey, but, yeah. And, and just really quick to your point, seriously to your point, I, I, I'll, I'd like to ask the group this question. I think just like in the old days, Monster and Career Builder were the big topic, then LinkedIn was the big topic, then recruiting by Facebook and this and this and that. And now the big topic that they're, that not necessarily us, but, business in general is trying to wrap it around as an all-encompassing panacea solution is AI. So everybody, now the consultants can jump on the bandwagon, and no offense to you, Kathy, it's, you know, the big four, they, they, they need a topic to go, to go after so that they can build a practice around it. I don't blame them. I'm just saying it's an easy way to do it, but, you know, LinkedIn's going to take recruiting jobs. Recruiters grew. 
social group. You know, and, and it comes back down to what you and Maureen and all of us say, get on the damn phone. Okay. But look at this, Alan. He says, Raghav, our guest today, says that they can figure out who's going to be ready to take a job by tracking uh, somebody's uh, mobile phone. And it, it will tell you how far Great. they're driving to work every day. And you can see if you could sell them a better commute. Am I right about that, Raghav? Yes, there is. And that's actually not just speculation. There's a company I've been doing some work with. Uh, what they have is they have an app that delivers uh, news and TV to people. And uh, what the way they've been using it is that they can figure out based on your commute, because it tracks where you are, when and all that, what sort of stories to fit in, and they can use your profile to figure out what might interest you. But what they've realized is that they can also use it to figure out that, okay, that's a time when you're most receptive. You might be very receptive to a phone call about, well, buying anything based on your buying patterns. Well, it's not hard to see that how this can be adapted to recruiting. You can sell that. You can figure out that this person is going to be on the road for 40 minutes from usually at this time. That's a good time to reach out to them. If there's a job that's 20 minutes away, there's a good chance that they might be more interested in that than if they're having to commute a lot in thick traffic. You know, this okay. is not and you also speculation. Say, you also say we're almost out of time. Let me get this in. You say biometric yeah. data, biometric data from like a Fitbit. Mm-hmm can be used to yeah. pre, you know, predict the performance and identify good candidates. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. See, can you explain that one a little? You're already seeing companies, you're already seeing companies which are using something like a Fitbit to gauge the, men, the health of their employees. It's a given that that data, given the volume that's being generated, somebody's going to want to monetize it. And whether, however they work out the legalities and the privacy issues and all that, there will be a way around it to sell that to people to say that here's somebody who's potentially going to be receptive to a job offer or a solicitation just because they're not happy with what their current situation is. I mean, rest assured that's going is, to happen. Cause could you, could, you know, I don't know if, if Fitbit, if you buy a Fitbit or something like that, if it's feeding data back to, back to the uh, – a home office, but if you got somebody like Kathy's husband, who's uh, you know middle aged but still very active, could it show uh, a hiring manager or a recruiter that this person is more energetic than other people, maybe even younger than him? Uh, is is that is that what we're talking about? That is what we are talking about because see, well, first of all, yes, they are collecting that data back at the home office, and one of the things that some companies are experimenting with is that if you see an employee who's having a bad day based on their uh, biometrics, well, that's an opportunity to do something about it. If it goes on for a number of days, it's obviously going to affect their performance, yeah, all that good stuff. But okay, you can obviously see that it is a long pattern here then it is something that if you have access to the data, you can figure out this person's not happy in their job. Maybe that's the time to reach out to them about a different job. Okay. Now, you've got five minutes left. I've got a couple of more questions, but is there anything I haven't touched upon that's really that's something you're interested in? I haven't asked you that. I should have. Is there something you'd like no, to share you've, with us uh, that you, you know, think we don't know? The, you know, AI is an area. AI and data is very much an area that I work with and that I will be working with. So, you know, we've been really focused on that. 
Okay. Well, you're telling us as well, you've got a couple of articles here about how it's important to have social uh, media content that's visual because your brain uh, can make sense of a picture in a tenth of a second, and it takes longer to make sense of yeah. text. And then you've got another article that says, uh, you know, social networks are a channel of influence. They're not a job board. You know, you're using it to promote your brand. Mm-hmm. And then you've got another article that's called The Myth of Social Media, and it says that people don't pay any attention to marketing messages. So it looks like you're contradicting yourself. Am I right or wrong about that? Is social no, media... you're wrong about that because when I say marketing messages, it's kind of like, you know, here's a quick test for anybody. What's the last ad you saw on Facebook? I mean, how many people even know that those ads that show up on the right side on Facebook, Facebook's click-through rate on that is like, 0.2% or something like it. Now, it's still a huge number in, you know, in, in absolute terms, but in practical terms, the social media's main purpose is to be social. I mean, to be extremely trite about this. If it's part of a conversation that, say, you and I are having, I'm probably going to notice it. If it's an ad on one side, I'm probably not going to notice it. So the uh-huh. only way you can use it effectively is to build that social connection. I mean, that should be yeah, obvious but you to anyone. Say, but you also have another article that says you can only really build that kind of connection with a few people. So there's no That's mass true. market in social media. That's what you say. It's really hard to do. It's really, really hard to have a mass market. The kind of social connections you have, whether it's on social media or in real life, it's only a small number. That's not my opinion. That has been proven time and time again. Uh, to have in-depth connections with people on whether it's a virtual, I mean, if it's online or in, real, in the real world, is a small yeah, so, number. So these people who are social media managers for recruiting organizations, what are they doing? Are they accomplishing anything? They're getting, the goal is, in a general sense, to try to get others to propagate their message. I mean, that's the high-level goal. So the goal is to try to get as many stories and things in front of others who will then reach out to people in their networks. How well it works, I don't know, but the fact is that it's difficult. You know, I mean, think about it this way, that if you know, you're in a conversation with a friend of yours and somebody just walks up to you and says, hey, I want to talk to you about a job, that's pretty jarring. What you're hoping is you can get the friend to may have that conversation with somebody they know. That's what it boils down to. Yeah, but you just said, okay, so you're talking one-on-one with somebody and you're create, trying to create word of mouth. I mean, I don't, we could go on. I think maybe I should have got yeah. into this earlier, but I really don't understand, based on what you said here, uh-huh. uh, how social media marketing for recruiting works. Did somebody else want to add something? Is that Mike? No? Am I still on? You, you've lost the crowd. I, sorry, oh, you're on. You've lost okay. everybody. Okay, it's the last show. Is over. Well, well, Jerry, do you have something? You, you, you've been listening to Ragav for an hour. Do you have a question for him before I... No, I think we've covered everything. Okay, I think <laughs> we have too. Okay, Ragav Singh. i got to tell you, you need some capital letters in your Twitter name, I've showed you R E S I N G H. The first three yeah. letters should be caps, okay? Do that for yeah. yourself. It was nice to meet you. I want to thank uh, Kathy from Kathy's Corner, Kathy Manis, uh, Michael G. Cox. He gave us a little, not very much. Alan Fleur for his 
eternal <laughs> wisdom. Jerry, uh, a non-contributor, I figured that was going to be the case today. No, dude, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to get a little different perspective on the show this year. I want to be more of a more of a listener animal. Yeah, great. The show isn't about me anymore. That's earning your you, keep. Yeah. You wouldn't even do the show today. Rick and sing, thank you. Thank you. I have to say, no banning on this show. Nobody's that bad. Uh, and you know, no, here's what? the deal. I here's the deal. The dude is full of negative energy, and I'm just saying, I simply don't. My the after show is not about negativity. It's not you know about what, Gary. What? Gary if yeah. you open your eyes, you'd see he talks to you just like you talk to me. It's constantly, animal is an idiot. Everything he says is nonsense. I no, used to like the no, show, no. but now it's nothing. Yeah. I don't kick you off. Hey. I don't kick you off the show, and hey, you're, you're not going to kick him off, okay? Hey, I just don't need it. If, if he, Man. Bill was okay, animal was okay, but the show itself, I just. Same old I, thing. As a recruiter, there's there's nothing I'm going to now take to my desk, and I am in a state of constant listening, learning, and applying. That's my thing. I got nothing from this show. I'm not going to do anything new. That's what I'm looking for in my learning phase of my career. Are you familiar with the after show and its format and the goal of said show, Cliff? No. What we do is uh, on, on a scale of 1 to 10, you need to rate the guest and then the host. Oh, okay. And and you can you can pick a score for any reason you want. Some people might disagree with you, uh, challenge your score, but in general, uh, whatever you want to score, whole numbers only, please. Okay. 